Hey everyone, welcome to a live episode of The Copy Corner with your host, Terry Schilling. And Dan Marzullo. Today is a very special episode. We have our very first guest today, who we'll bring on in just a second. But welcome everybody. The Copy Corner is our little corner of the internet where we like to share copywriting, content marketing, digital marketing tips for all the business owners, freelancers, and creatives out there uh, to help grow a business that they enjoy. And let's bring on our guest today, Dan. This is exciting. Our very first time doing this. Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. First guest on the Copy Corner. Pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited. A friend of ours we've connected on a lot through LinkedIn. She is the managing editor for Marketer Hire. Let's welcome Camille Trent to the show. Camille, how are you? I'm great. That was, a, that was quite the introduction, so I hope I live up to it. <laughs> yes, hopefully. She's going to give us five word answers and it's just going to be like, well, Camille's not coming back on the show. <laughs> Dan, I don't know about that. No, it'll yeah. be a thousand word answers, and you're, you're going to be like, I'm never bringing this girl back. Uh, no, it's all good. We ramble a lot on this show, but we're excited to have you as our first guest. And to everybody who's watching live, we're on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And yes, the Copy Corner is a podcast too, so if you miss it, you can catch the replay in audio form on wherever you listen to podcasts here after this. But of course, you can always watch the replay on YouTube and on LinkedIn. So if you guys are watching, say hello to us where you're from. Uh, we'll do some Q&A at the end here as well, but we have a couple questions for Camille. But the topic today, um, we have how to create valuable LinkedIn content with personality, as we've seen, because Camille, you've been crushing it on LinkedIn. Um, but first, Camille, tell us a little bit, you know, kind of your journey, your origin story of how you got to, you know, become managing editor at Marketer Hire. Sure, sure. So, um, so this is the part that I tend to ramble. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep this concise for you. But Let's do it. Uh, make up make up a couple parts of the story. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll embed some some cool uh, superhero origin story stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, basically, I when when I went to college, um, didn't didn't know what I wanted to do. I gave a counselor like three keywords of basically like writing, art, business. <laughs> like I like something mm. in that realm, which is still pretty broad. And they were like, yeah. okay, go look at the advertising department. And so there was an actual like advertising department. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I love commercials. <laughs> like I would love to write jingles and that's what it is, right? So I'll just do that. And so, um, <laughs> so I did, I like, I, I applied to that program and then they actually had like a copywriting track like within there that you could apply once you got into advertising. So, so that's kind of, I started out like really, niche i guess like um, most people yeah. started pretty broad and i think it was unique that i kind of had a career path um set out from the beginning and so um but it's that being said like it pivoted from there so i thought i was gonna do exactly what i said like um like jingles and like b2c um like the fun yeah. stuff basically right and i did yeah. um so uh so right out of college um I did like my internship at Martin Agency, which is a really good like um, brand agency for um, for what are some of the big like Oreo? They they do Oreo and they do Geico, so people know them for that. Oh, okay, cool, they're, cool. They're yeah, really, they're really good. And I was like, this is this is my dream. Like, I just want to do this. Um, yeah. But then, uh, so I just I, that was my internship. Did that for three months um, right out of college. And then um, my husband was getting his PhD. Actually, he he studied uh, infectious disease. Like, interesting enough. And so, wow. yeah. <laughs> so a little different, a little different than what I do. Um, a lot more important. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that took us to Galveston. Um, in Texas, and so, ah, um, yeah. so there's, 
not like the the mega agencies like uh, in in Houston and in the, the Galveston area, um, but there are some some good shops, but they're just a lot more like B two B focused um, and and uh, like technology focused. And so so that's what I ended up doing is um, my first job um, out of college was was a copywriter. Um, okay. Ad agency there, um, and it was one of the the bigger ad agencies, and it was a lot of corporate enterprise. B2B technology work um, for the most part. And so a lot of that ended up being technical writing, actually. Um, okay. I had to, had to develop some technical writing skills. Um, and I was like much more of a creative writer, right? Like, like a big idea person. Like a lot of our training was just how do you come up with that idea? And I guess we can get yeah. into how that's helpful with LinkedIn. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of um, how I got my start is um, as B two B kind of copywriter, and you know, learned a little bit of uh, editing and technical skills there, and just learned a little bit about technology. Yeah. Um, so did that uh, yeah. for almost almost three years, and then um, got a little bit. Um, uh, right, I, I didn't love the the commute. I had a really long like commute because we were right in between Galveston and Houston, so that my husband could mm. go to Galveston, I could go to Houston. Um, so, so there was that, and then, um, and then because it was like sort of a production agency, like I, I didn't control distribution at all, right? Like I yeah. delivered um, words, um, which is great, great and fine, and um, and I, I enjoyed that part of it. But then, like toward the end, I started hearing, we started getting a little bit of feedback on things that were working, and that was like really exciting to me. Like I remember hearing that a radio ad um, helped yeah, cool. like eight times more of this product, right? <laughs> For um, for mechanics or something, and that was like really exciting to me because I usually didn't get that feedback. And so, yeah. um, so then I was like thinking about how can I um, learn more about like the distribution and like how to deliver content um, and just more like marketing, right? And so like I, I owned like a tiny, tiny portion of, of marketing, which was just copywriting, like like no design, mm -hmm. no development, no no marketing, like none of the, uh, some, some strategy, like we helped with positioning and things, but, um, but I kind of like wanted to step back since I was so niche, I felt like I needed to like step back, learn marketing. Um, yeah. and then I eventually like got back into, um, like copywriting and, and content writing. So, um, but, but along the lines, I was also freelancing. Right. And so, so I yeah. guess I took another kind of, um, marketing job for, um, for like a tourism and like restaurant um, company like down in Galveston, like it was a small, small business. Um, so I had to learn like, you know, what it's like to, to work in a small business versus like working for enterprises and like <laughs> for product managers and stuff. And yeah. stuff. Um, so that was an interesting shift and learned some social media skills, like learned how to, you know, build like a basic, like basic WordPress stuff and kind of some little bit of local, cool. local SEO. And then, uh, and then ended up at um, a bank, which was like a regional um, B2B, um, bank, like a commercial bank. Um, and again, like got to do a little bit of everything there, like um, got better at my design skills, got a little better, better in like my writing skills. Um, but for more like web writing type stuff. And then, um, so around that time, like that was a very like sales led organization. And, you know, me and, and my boss, like we felt really good about LinkedIn and about you know, thought leadership mm -hmm. type content and stuff. And I could feel like some of that working, like even and this is like the most traditional version of it, but like writing for um, 
you know, writing for uh, a paper, help, helping like our yeah. lenders like write thought leadership content, like for, you know, like the, the local newspaper for like the Chronicle and stuff. And so we did that and then we'd get like feedback from, from board members and feedback from customers and stuff that saw it. And so like our, our audience was reading it and consuming it. And I also had like some, some camp campaigns work really well that way. So like a little mm. bit of traditional advertising there that was all on me, like from design to, <laughs> to copy to like, let's measure this and stuff. So like a yeah. lot of good experience. And then the other big thing I learned there was um, working for a COO. So like how operationally, like what should we be focused mm. on and like efficiencies and how, how they think through things. And, and especially in a small business, like you can't just burn money. Like like yeah. you know where you should know where the dollars are going. And so, um, and even in a big business, you should do that, right? But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, so that's kind of, um, so, I, so I did that sales, sales led organization and so, you know, I saw like, I saw the LinkedIn was like an opportunity that there was um, organic reach there. Um, yeah. And in partly because I, I saw other people doing it. I knew it was a newer platform for content. And then, um, and then I was like, I could just see like how it could work well for sales and stuff. But it's one of those things where if you can just go in there and do it, and you can show like the numbers and you can show the engagement, and that's going to be a lot better pitch, right? Than, than just being yeah. like, hey, let's do this, <laughs> which, which like never right. worked on my, uh, experience and so um so i think like for me it was like i'll just i'll go in i'll test it um and then i'll be able to um you know i'll, I'll be able to show show people that it works i'll be able to understand how it works if for nothing else like just for the company page because i was managing the company page right um but you know best case scenario like we get other people involved and so that did start happening a little bit toward the end but uh, a bunch of other things <laughs> started happening as well where um you know i just was more introduced to like um just to SaaS and to like uh, to startup culture and like all, all these other things demand generation like just started um like learning like crazy just from being in the community and yeah. uh, and then i just was like oh this is great for my writing like i'm i'm learning so much um by being forced mm -hmm. to to write in this way every day like to write for for this platform and to write like for this community that it was i was getting like the the reps that I need and that made it enjoyable. And so I just kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super interesting. Now, what, um, how about like, did they give you a lot of freedom to grow your personal brand on LinkedIn, like yourself, or was that like, how much was it creating content for yourself and then for some of the other companies there too, that you were working with? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Is that, I mean, I pretty much just did it on, on my own time unless I was doing something for the company. So, um, so, so yeah, so there, there was definitely flexibility in that, um, and pe people noticing and, um, you know, and once again, once they saw it, like working, working for me, like asking, you know, asking about how they could get involved. Like there was one coworker that joined because she saw like my LinkedIn posts and because mm. she saw the company LinkedIn posts. And so, you know, so when, when I was doing work for, for the company, like, um, I was, that, that was all through the, through our company page. And then when I was doing my own work, that was. Um, that was my own stuff. And so, um, so okay. because it was during like COVID, like there was a lot more, more flexibility, um, yeah. in, in hours and because of the way that I'd like set up my hours. And so, um, so they, yeah, they were, they were really awesome and flexible, um, about it. And so, so that was definitely a big reason, like where, why I was able to, to gotcha. succeed early on, I guess. Okay, cool. Just real quick guys. we got some people tuning in on LinkedIn. Juana, uh, from, Albuquerque, New Mexico, land of enchantment. Awesome. I want to, yeah, she's been on a few times before. Good to see you again. Uh, 
Proloy from uh, India, lead business for a startup that I post every day on LinkedIn. Awesome. So we're about to get into some fun topics here regarding posting um, engaging content on LinkedIn um, here. Um, Dan, do you want to take the next question? What would you like to ask there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, what uh, do you, there's a big debate on like posting with a scheduling tool versus, you know, posting manually since you're doing all this content for the company and your personal brand. Where do you fall on that scale? Do you like to use a tool like Hootsuite or are you pretty big on posting manually? I, I like posting manually. Um, you know, like once you once you scale, um, you, might, you might have to change that a little bit. And I've thought about doing that and set, set those things up. Like I have the ability to, to do that and I've tested a little bit, but there are a couple things. Like I know LinkedIn doesn't like automations, right? And sure. uh, especially like in, in the DMs, but I think just in general, yeah there's been some talk like that it can, that it can hurt you. Um, like that, that it knows like it somehow right. going through, through Hootsuite. And so there's part of that. And then I just think that, that like my, my best stuff is sort of like off, off the cuff. A lot of times cool. it's not that you shouldn't plan it. Like, so what I'll do is I'll basically just have, and this is both for company stuff and my own stuff, but like sort of like a running list of, uh, of things that we can post and that are especially yeah. like evergreen stuff that it could be, you know, promoting long form content that we have, or it could just be an, an idea that I have, but it's just kind of like a, a running list. Um, but it doesn't need to be a certain day. Right. And sure. so, mm. so I have kind of that. And then I just like posting it manually because another big part of, of LinkedIn or any social platform is, is the engagement part. And so, especially if you, it doesn't really help you that much to like plan it to schedule it out because you should probably still be there like answering questions, especially yeah. on a personal page where you get those questions more often or you get follow up more often. So I just think like it doesn't it doesn't really save you that much time because you're still right. gonna be in the platform. So yeah, okay, yeah. that's interesting. I've kind of heard that too. Some people say that you know using some of these tools, you wonder kind of does LinkedIn throttling engagement versus posting manually? It'd be kind of interesting to see if you could do some kind of side-by-side comparison on that right yeah i should do that that's a good idea yeah just be curious yeah no absolutely camille do you do you keep like a google doc do you like keep a notebook by you to like come up with ideas like how long does it take from like the idea like to creating it to then actually posting it yeah so um i do i do have kind of a google doc and i have a, a google google keeps um Mm. Uh, like sticky note, I guess, like digital sticky note. Um, so it's yeah. kind of fancy, like for my for my personal stuff, it's it's more organized for company yeah. stuff because we have kind of a calendar that I can just move modules around and stuff. But um, yeah. for for me and um, and something that I think is interesting is when I have a good idea, and a lot of times that comes as the headline or at least kind of like the topic. And so it's kind of just like a one liner. And I think what I would tell people is. You could you could post that and it might do well like things that work well as a tweet right um, yeah like will probably work pretty well as a as a LinkedIn post but I think it's more valuable depending on your goals to just keep going on that right like you you have a headline mm-hmm. and then and what I like to do this is kind of like a basic formula but headline is um, your point and then the the next line which is still part, kind of part of the LinkedIn preview, as you can see kind of like three lines, right? Or, or five lines, depending on the device. Um, but the next one is your take on it, right? So it's like point, um, like my take on it, and then like, here's why, and then you get into it. Like that's like a very basic formula that works pretty well. And I, I do it with some of my content. 
Um, yeah. But I, I like that because it's it's the inverted pyramid idea, right? It's like the same thing yeah. that work for, for story or that work for copy or that work for journalism. You can apply yeah. the same thing to LinkedIn. It's just like, and then like what, uh, you know, what your interesting take is on it. Like, why is this something that I haven't already read? Um, and then mm -hmm. like break it down into like, here's the evidence for that, you know? And then it's just like a basic argument. And, yeah. um, and that's that's the post. So I like that because mm -hmm. it shows authority. Like, like if you're going deeper, and this is what I like about LinkedIn is the posts are longer, they can get longer. Um, and so then you, you can back it up like with authority, like either sources or, or, or your experiences. But if you just stop at, um, at the first line, and it's not like I never do those. I have some of those posts as well. But if you stop right. at that, you're you're not establishing yourself as uh, as an authority, or not you're not being known for that thing. Like it's it's a little bit like clickbait without the uh, without the answer, <laughs> right? And, yeah. And so I think you know people say clickbait is fine as long as as long as you deliver on that. And so I think that you kind of like leave leave something to be desired if you if you stop at that and you're sort of doing yourself like a, a disfavor. Um, yeah, just disfavor. Um, if you right, you stop there. So that's just yeah. what I found. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I learned that, you know, being a journalism major, just of like, kind of like, if it bleeds, it leads type of like mentality, where you just take you say the lead at the top, and then you just kind of break down about how you got there. It's like old man ran a car into a post office. It's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> which is a true story. Saw that happen. And then you just break down exactly how it happened. Oh, but like yours God. is a little bit more like valuable posting to it. Like, like you said, have the main point, and then have like, the original take. And I think that's where people like miss the mark a lot is like, not necessarily having an original take or just like just spitting out theories and not necessarily giving examples of how something could work um, as well, just from what I've seen. Yeah, well, and I think um, the, the other thing that I talk about is you're able to serve two audiences that way, right? Like you can yeah. serve like the skimmer that was never gonna read the whole post anyways, but, sure. but maybe they still learn something like sort of challenge yourself to like, how can I teach something in literally like five to 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Like how, how can yeah. I like share at least what I think on something or, you know, give like a little tip. Um, so the other day, like I, I had one that was basically like, do do a final edit on your phone, like before you publish content, like especially mm. long form blog content. So that like shows up like in the first like two lines, right? Of like copy tip number one. So like, if you're, you know, if you work in copy, if you work in marketing, this is for you. That's kind of what it's signaling. And then second line is like, you know, do a, do a second edit on your phone and you'll catch things that you wouldn't catch otherwise. Um, like read it. Right. So, you know what I mean? So, so that shows that, but then I might go into, I don't know if I did for this post, but I might go into a little detail of why, <laughs> right? Of like, I think I did actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, you'll see like where you can put extra graphics or you'll see where you can do pull quotes and stuff like you'll just see other things that you would otherwise miss. So that's an example. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick follow up to this. You know, you, you're going into a lot of kind of your strategy here, Camille. What was it like when you started and then how much has it changed? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So um, the thing that I tell people and I didn't I, I did this a little bit and I would do it more if I were to if I were to do it again um, is just be in the community, like just see mm. if you're if you're trying to talk to marketers, which I think like we all are, um, or, yeah. or copywriters, um, then you know see who they're already engaging with, um, see like what content that they they like. Um, like you don't have to start from ground zero if you're just in the community. You're seeing like what people like. You're seeing you're engaging with them like as a peer. 
Um, and I think the way that you do that is you can you can just comment on posts. Um, like I think mm. this is kind of like a underrated strategy of just it's intimidating to just like okay like post just start posting stuff to the world. Um, yeah. and I think if you just you start with just comments, right? Um, or you start yeah. with, with people, you reach out to people that are interesting to you. Like that's what makes it fun because it's it's like personal and it's you, you're talking to people that you just want to talk to, right? Or that you you know you can learn something from. So I did a lot of that. Like um, you know, when when some someone clearly knew something that I didn't, um, or was like deeper into something than than I thought that I was, I would just reach out to them and have a conversation. Yeah. Set up a call or um. Or even before that, I would just recommend like, you know, commenting on their stuff. And that's a chance for you to just like ask questions. It's like a, a Q&A format, basically. Like, right. um, so you yeah. can ask questions, you can put in like your two cents about it. Um, you know, and, and these are basically opportunities, especially with an influencer, like opportunities for you to like use their network, like to, to a degree, right? Like they have like this massive, um, you know, following or audience and stuff. And your stuff might also be interesting to the audience. And so if you, if yeah. you comment, then, you know, I've gotten people um, uh, send connection requests after that. Cause they're like, Oh, I liked your comment. They'll even like, like put a, a message. Yeah. Like I liked your comment on so-and-so's piece. Right. Um, and so it, it does a couple things. Like it does all of that, all that networking stuff and helps you understand what they, what the type of content that they want to hear about. Um, but then it also, uh, validates like your your posts like it, it's a basically a a mini uh, like sampler version like of, of a post right so you can you can post something and it can get like 50 likes or whatever like that's extreme but it can get like a lot of engagement yeah. and I can signal to you oh I, I should go deeper on this like I could I should write like a whole post that's on a great that. point that's yeah it's a great point yeah. yeah no yeah I think like if you if you like search like even like you said with marketers and pot like maybe influencers in the space on linkedin like if that have a ton of comments and you comment like people are obviously scrolling reading through that i think that's a very like low-key like underrated strategy for a lot of people instead of posting it just for yourself but like get involved in that community uh yeah. you know i really like that approach yeah i think i think what you just said is, is cool because thinking about it like a community you know i think yeah. not everyone does that i think there's like this is just another social media platform which it is um but it's also yeah. like whatever whatever you make it out to be right like you can create communities anywhere um like in any platform Absolutely. there's some that lend itself better to it but i think you're right like there's a lot of engagement that happens in the comments and so just taking advantage of that is smart yeah absolutely so speaking of uh, engagement then, Camille, do you guys spend a whole lot of time focusing on, you know, types of content that you post that you see gets more traction versus not? Like I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the long form text-based posts first, you know, adding a website link and uh, pictures and videos. I mean, do you guys vary your strategy with that or play with that much? Yeah, I, th I think that we do. Um, so again, like I, I think it's starting with, you know, what what are people showing interest in? Um, and they're showing interest by liking and engaging, um, you know, whatever else, like there, there are stronger comments, you know, that, that are basically like, I really like when I say something like, I really like this or like, thank you so much for posting this or like, I'd never thought about it this way, you know, um, yeah. then, then that's interesting. And then, um, so I've, I've heard, and I think this works well, people saying, okay, I, I'll post some stuff for, for broad appeal. Right. So like, 
kind of like um, audience building stuff that's, that's like more broad and that you know like people are gonna agree with. Um, and then there's also like the very like niche stuff of like we own like this very, very small piece like of of the market and we can speak like really intelligently about this, but it's not gonna appeal to as many people because it's a smaller portion of the market. So I think that's a pretty smart way of, of going about it of like, I would say things yeah. like gifts, memes, um, uh, so yeah, stuff like that, like can go viral, like easier, right? Like it's more like broad appeal, um, like even people, right. I've noticed when I post that kind of stuff that like even people that aren't in marketing or aren't like like very like tight in uh, with that specific specific title of like CMO or whatever it is, um, will still like it because they're like, oh, this is a funny idea. Like I know a marketer and this is true. Um, and you know what I mean? And so I think, yeah, memes and gifts like are kind of that like, oh, this is so true. Like this like hits like right here. And that is like fun, like good content. Um, but then again, like it's about going deeper, like what, what, what else can you bring to the table? So even with, um, you know, even with like memes, I think of that as like, that's like the attention grabber, that's like the hook. And then hmm. uh, that's, but that's easy. Like um, what's, what's hard, I think is like creating demand from that. Um, and I think you do that by showing expertise. And so that's why I like to whatever style of post it is. I typically like to have like a longer, like use up that whole like, uh, I think it's 1200 or 1300 characters, right? Like I almost yeah. love all of that because it's just like an opportunity to, to do so. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the, I, I've played around with, with different different styles um, and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised like some of the times, like I would think for, for me, since I'm a writer that people would only wanna see my writing, right? Um, and I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think I'm like a great speaker. I'm like not that great on camera um, as you're noticing right now. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but, we, but people are interested like in video. Like I I had seen yeah. other people do it well. Like I'd seen um, I'd seen it work really well. But I was still like, it's not really for me, you know. Like and it's it's uncomfortable. It takes longer editing. But I was still like, I need to test everything. And so so I started doing like a little bit of video, and it's like shocking like how much better like the engagement is, or just being able to like put a face to to the writing. Yeah and a personality to the writing um i think is is I, I see it for me like i see that i have a stronger connection with people that do video um and so i was like mm -hmm. i need to as a market like i need to experiment with it and i saw yeah. like three like three times like the the engagement like the views are going to be lower but the engagement is like typically going to be higher and so i think that's why it's a balance right like it would be really right. hard to just to just start with video, like to 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 just like get um, an, an audience built and just get some traction, like with just video. I think you could do it, um, but I think that's like an argument for for text too, because that stuff gets them the most uh, views typically, like the most reach. And so it's like anything yeah. like balancing out like reach and, and depth, I guess. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like Carousel's been doing really well for me lately. Um, but like, it's just, I think like the biggest thing with the LinkedIn algorithm, and I don't do much like looking into it per se, but it just seems like when you get people to comment on your posts, like that's the really big key thing is mm -hmm. when people are commenting, cause then it just shows up in the feeds. Like if a lot of people follow Dan, he commented on my post or vice versa, you know, it's like his comment will show up in their feed and then you'll just, and then people will see your post again and again. Um, 
But like I've seen like sharing like a post that I'm like tagged in gets like no traction unless <laughs> right. unless some unless people comment on that. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting. I feel like it comes and goes. Some videos, you know, do well, some don't, but I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's just like keep creating and just create good stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that really is it. Right. And a lot of the times, like yeah. the, the hook again, like the attention, some sort of attention grabber, like gets people into the con the content. And that is typically why it gets like a better reach. And people are just like more likely to comment on it because it's just fun interesting content and they're like this is like this is totally me and they'll they'll uh tag a bunch of they'll tag friends and stuff because it's so relatable so i, I think like be, there's a couple different types of content but that one is is kind of the this is this is me like i, mm -hmm. I feel like being like the, this is super relatable and then there's other yeah. stuff like more of the educational content and so that's kind of a little bit how i view it of like let's try and like balance out like the deep like educational um, content with the fun, um, relatable, I'm a human being <laughs> content. And so uh, yeah. obviously, you, you know, you should try and do both. Like your your ed your educational content shouldn't just be like straight facts either. Like you should have some personality in that. But I think having right. like, that, that balance helps you achieve like audience growth, but also uh, depth and um, so. Yeah, it's just like kind of like the marketing like if you will, formula of like people get to know you, then they start to like you and then they'll begin to trust you at the end of the day. And I think like mixing it up with video and things like that, you know, definitely uh, make you relatable. Uh, Juana said, video is a big deal, less engagement, but longer dwell time past three seconds. Um, yeah, you guys like bring up a good point because sometimes obviously, you know, the ego in us when posting content, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but like if you if you post a video or like if Dan and I post a video of this and it's like, it only gets like 400 views, but then we have like 40 comments or something. I like that's just where like the key is there. It's just like, and then like showing up and engaging back with them, you know, on those comments. Cause like you said, the engagement is still high for a lot of videos. You just might not have as many views as you see on like text posts. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's, it always to me, like comes back to, to, quality over quantity, right? And yeah. people people say that quantity begets quality, right? Like and you have to you have to throw up enough shots like for for them to go in. Um and so yeah. that part of it, but there is like another part of like I would rather and this is I don't know, this is just more where I skew, I would rather spend like a little bit more time to like make sure something is good or to have like a pretty good understanding that this is going to work than just like just throw up a bunch of stuff and just like hope that something sticks, you know, like I, I just right. more toward, toward that like way of thinking. And I think, um, you know, once you do it enough, you just start, you have a feel for like what is going to work too. And so oh, absolutely. That's, that's part of it too, is that like, that's part of the argument for, for quantity, right. Is just like be in, be, I think it's more just like be in the community. Like you don't always have to like be throwing stuff out there. Like you just need to be like engaging. And I think, the more that you engage and the more that you understand your audience, like the better, the better it's going to be because you just uh, are in it. Like you start thinking like, yeah. um, and it's kind of like, it's just marketing 101. Um, but what I've said yeah. is like method marketing, right? Like where you're like a method actor and you're like, you're like getting, yeah. <laughs> you're like getting into it and you, uh, you just yeah. understand like the needs and you, you just try and deliver on that. Like what you anticipate the questions or you see the questions and you deliver on that rather than just like, how can I get a customer? And yeah. I, uh, the other thing, but right before I forget is um, 
is with that with that quality and quantity thing. It's like, would you rather have? Would you rather have a video post that um, you know gets seen by five hundred people, but you get one customer from it, or yeah. would you rather have like a viral you know LinkedIn post that gets like fifty thousand people looking at it, but no customers? So it really <laughs> depends on, on your goals, right? Um, but I yeah. think most people they'll get distracted because because uh, ego and because vanity metrics and stuff. But if your goal is to be known for a certain thing, you know, or to to um, to get customers, um, then yeah. you're better off going deep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up here, Dan. Let's each one more question each for us. I'll I'll start because it's just like, keeping on the topic because we talked about just like engaging posts and getting people to comment. What are some of your best tips for calls to actions and actually getting people, you know, to leave a comment instead of just like, what do you think? Or what are your thoughts? Do you have like other like best practices for that? Yeah. I, um, yeah. I don't know if this is, this is the answer you're looking for. Cause I don't always, um, I don't typically like have calls to actions on my post and maybe I would have higher engagement if I did, but my thoughts, okay. on, <laughs> but my thoughts on this are basically, um, start with a like start with a conversation starter. So I think okay. like a really simple formula for people is like is a question. Um, so you know it can be at the beginning, it can be at the end, but like getting people thinking about about the subject in a different way. Um, mm. And I just think of it as like what's what's a good conversation starter. So you know I've had some posts that are like would you rather <laughs> like a would you rather is a good conversation starter. That's like a party <laughs> question. So, um, yeah. you know, thinking about like how you would talk to someone in real life to get them to get them talking, right, or to get them engaged, and it's it's not that much different from LinkedIn. So, so I think about it more as like um, uh, in in the headline, but um, but a headline question or a, a conversation starter of like, um, and uh, another way I guess is is that I'll be like, okay, this is this is how I think on the subject. Like, this is what I think a growth marketer is like. Um, what about what about you? Like, what do you think it is? You know, so you can just end with. Yeah a question um, or like, um, but it's just like a little bit more of a, a recap of what you just said um, and and an actual question rather than like thoughts or agree. Um, like those aren't, those are fine and, and those can work. Like you can get tons of engagement that way. Um, but for yeah. me, like, it's always about making uh, it easier for the reader, for the audience. And I think if you can just recap like what, what you just said, especially if I took a long time to say it um, and yeah, then- be like, what, you know, uh, what's, what's your take on this or, but actually, but actually say it, like say, yeah. you know, uh, what do you think a growth market is or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, and I've seen, I've seen stuff and I feel like maybe Dan, you and I have like practiced it before of just like, I mean, you too, Camille was like reply with hashtag X, Y, Z. You know, I've seen like Eddie Schlainer do this with like do hashtag marketing and then he'll send you a DM and he just gets tons of comments that way. But again, he knows like, again, all those comments, help, you know, you know, the feed, you know, the algorithm just show your post up in the feed. So that's oh, like yeah. another way to do that too. Yeah. Like uh, having a resource um, that you're distributing, right. Of being like, Hey, I have this free yeah. resource and you basically, you essentially use the post as like a sales page. Like here's, here's everything that you're going to get in this resource. And then people really, right. and, and I've like certainly commented to be like, yeah, like oh. so that resource. And then yeah, that, totally. that person, more people see it. Like, so that's a, that's an easy way to do it too. Um, and then I've, I've seen like caption um, caption content, mm. right? Like that's that's a good one too. Yeah, um, that's an easy way to just get comments. So these are like a little bit. This isn't a bad thing, but these are a little bit more 
of like hacks, I guess, like they're like easy. Um, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. But, but I think it's a great way to like build community, right. And to build engagement. These are the same things that people are doing in like Facebook groups. Yeah. Or like, uh, I think perfect. right now, you know, the big hot thing on LinkedIn is the polls, right? I heard somebody the other day, they did a poll and they were like, when is this polocalypse going to end? And it was like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's another way to, you can see how that affects it and how it grows. Yeah. yeah. Like, like community builders, like they're great. They're great community builders. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think to wrap it up, I think my last question here, good takeaway for everybody would be what's your best advice for somebody that's just starting to build a personal brand on LinkedIn? Yeah, so I think you know, going back to what I said before, but um, just commenting, right? Like just cool. being being in the community, uh, commenting, reaching out to people that again that that you can learn from. Like I've I've reached out to a bunch of things, and I think again it's just realizing that you don't know everything, and uh, and really like being there for not to sound like a reality TV show, but like being there for the right re for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Instead of just getting, it's easy to get caught up in like the, the hamster wheel of like either creating content or like trying to go viral or whatever it is. But like, again, like one customer or one like deep engagement, like with someone I think is, is more valuable than, than just like the vanity stuff. So yeah, um, I, I can also, uh, I'll, I'll go through these real fast because I jotted these down, but some things that, that are, I've seen like are working well is like a series. So um, so if you're a copywriter, you could have, mm. like, you know, uh, 10 copy tips, but you, you maybe, let's say it's like 14. So you can do it over two weeks uh, of like cool. copy tip number one, copy tip number two. And so it shows people like it, it gives people a reason to come back uh, like to your content because they're like, no, it's like a sequence. Yeah. There's like a, there's three, then there's probably a four. Um, and so. Yeah, so a series, serial kind of posts, um, stories. So obviously, storing storytelling works every, everywhere, but storytelling, especially with um, uh, with dialogue at the beginning, to drop someone into the story, and then uh, mm -hmm. how tos. So just the basic like how to write a blog yeah. post, how to write a LinkedIn post. Um, yeah. Resources like we talked about. So like comment to to get this resource, or uh, you know, here are the top ten. Uh, courses like digital marketing courses. I think I did something like that one time. Um, people like that, and uh, um, like there's a, there's a few of them, but uh, I'll just kind of rattle them off. So uh, motivation, sure. motivational, personal development, video, just in general works well. Yeah. Uh, teardowns. So this is like another really mm. easy place for someone to start. Is like if you can just think analytically or like think. Um, yeah. Uh, critically i guess um about things then then you can create lots of different content it just like takes some time so you know one of the first things that that i did and i remember thinking like all right fine like like i, I remember like i might have even said out loud like all right fine like i'm gonna i'll create good content <laughs> because i think yeah. like, people know what it is but um but they just like don't want to put the time in or they can't think of like an easier version of that which would give them like the same benefits and it's just it's a little bit about just doing it a lot but this yeah. first one that I did was like, uh, there were three LinkedIn company pages that I thought were really, really good or I, I, that I was following. And I was like, I don't engage mm -hmm. with, with companies, but I engage with some of these ones and, and here's why. And so then I had kind of like the, the three pages and then like, I used like the same formula for each of them of like, what are the, what's the overlap between them and like headers, like they're all doing this. And, um, uh, yeah, called actions or whatever, they're all doing this and like style yeah. or, you know what I mean? And so I like, I graded them all on like the same, um, the, the same uh, criteria, I guess. And um, 
and that that did really well and so i was like oh like this is like this like i don't know i was just like this is like what you have to do or like you have to like bring some level of um uh, education or um or whatever depending on your audience like yeah. the or I guess the more advanced your audience is that you're trying to attract, like probably the more work you're going to have to put in because they know a yeah. lot. Of, they know a lot of the stuff, and so, um, yeah. and so I feel like the easier that you can make someone's life by by doing kind of like that that grunt work sometimes, or it can feel like <laughs> that of like getting in there and breaking it down. Um, yeah, then they really appreciate that because <laughs> they're like, oh, I really wanted this information, but I was never going to do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do for someone that you would want done to you. Like it's just, it's just like the golden rule. Yeah. Oh no, that's no, great. That's awesome. uh, yeah. Awesome advice. We did have a couple questions here guys too. Um, this is an interesting conversation from Ryan Lay who, who dropped by. What's up Ryan? So unfortunately we, the creators don't get to decide what works goes viral. It's the market that decides. Great point. Obviously. Yeah. Personally, I don't spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out what works. Um, I guess I just think it's just like kind of like I, my take on that is just depends what you think about, like how you define what works. It's like, is what works going viral is what works. Maybe that one post that gets you a sale. I mean, right. like what works, you know, you can measure it by engagement and things like that. But I think what you've talked about, Camille, is just like creating quality content. Um, but how would you define like what works per se? Yeah. So, so first off, I, I love this question because I, I talk about this a lot of like, um, I, I think one thing that I say is that your audience is your best editor too, right? Like your audience, like he's, mm. he's right. Like your audience decides what's good. And so I think knowing that, like if I were to start from the beginning or even like improve what I'm doing now, how I think about it is define what's good for your audience, like figure out yeah. how your audience defines good um, rather than like just throw again, just throwing things out there. And so yeah. So, so again, like you can see like what people are engaging with, what questions that they're asking. Um, and it's not about, I think people mishear this and they think, oh, I'm just going to look at what other influencers are doing. And I'm just going to like copy their, their post formula, but it's, it's yeah. not so much that it's like, what are they talking about? Like what questions are they, are they answering? And are they answering them in the most concise, like easy to understand way? And so, so yeah, so I think, what i think i think he's right like don't don't spend like too much time on like virality or and this like right. like scientific equation i find that like the if i get too much caught up into like that formula um then it doesn't it does just doesn't do as well because i'm i'm not being like authentic about it um, um no. and um i'm not I'm not like being as focused on the audience. Like I'm, I'm just trying to force something, right. you know what I mean? Right. And so, so that's kind of, that's where I start is like, find out how your audience defines good. Um, and that's your baseline. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great question, Ryan. Um, and then last one here, Wana, um, I've read about lurkers having a lot of power on LinkedIn. Can Camille comment on this at all? I'm, I'm trying to, to understand the question, like what? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, if, uh, Juana, if you're still listening, if you could just elaborate a little bit more. Um, I've read about lurkers. Does that just mean like people commenting all the time? Maybe like bots commenting on that just have a I, lot of power? I think like the, the way that I interpret it, and, and I could be totally wrong about this, but this is how I'll answer it, is um, there, there are a lot of people that are seeing your content, like that, that, are, that are lurking. I guess um, that are seeing your content and that um, and that feel engaged with their with your content, even mm. though they're not physically 
liking or commenting on it. Does that make sense? Like I've, I've noticed yeah. a lot of people, a lot of the times, especially when I was freelancing, the people that would reach out, I'd never seen them, heard, heard from them, but yeah, they were still like consuming their content. Like they felt like they, they knew me, but I didn't know them because they hadn't, they hadn't commented or they hadn't, they hadn't done anything. So I think um, maybe that's, yeah, she commented. Lurkers are the ones. Yeah, so it's kind of like the yeah. people who are like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna reach out to you when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Think, yeah. Just because you're not getting like that engagement, yeah. or you don't feel like you're getting that engagement, like doesn't mean yeah. you're not you're not doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. We've it, had go ahead, Terry. No, I was just gonna ask you a question, follow up on it, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I was gonna say to kind of follow up on that, it's like, you know, we've had clients reach out to us in the past on LinkedIn and say, you know, hey, Dan, we've seen your content for months, you're always in my feed. And now we finally need you. So now I'm gonna, you know, start that conversation. And it's like, Oh, gosh, I didn't even remember we were connected, right? I haven't seen you or talked to you in a year. So it's you, yeah, the content still has the power to more than the people that aren't, you know, commenting and liking regularly and, and all that stuff engaging. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you on is just because I know you guys with your company and your personal brand, Dan, you've got to create a lot of videos. You know, that's how you and I got connected. Right. Uh, and just kind of your experience of that, you know, but I think that just goes to show is just like if people are shy about creating content, I'm like, look, like all it takes is just like one person, like when they're ready to reach out to you, but you got to like consistently, you know, create some stuff, you know, yeah. just like have other metrics fine does it give you like do you enjoy it do you enjoy meeting all these people like you know you said embrace the community element of it like do you enjoy meeting new like marketers people in your industry learning from them and then you can just start get comfortable add some value and then you know people will reach out to you potentially you know to work with you as well right yeah yeah, yeah I, I think uh, maybe like the, the the thing that i'll like sort of end on is like you have to you have to like find a way to like it or you or, or just don't do it like if, if you if you don't right. like it exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. but i think like it's like anything you can you can kind of like gamify it or you can kind of um uh find the thing that you do like like about it and and double down yeah. on that like ra rather than it just being a job and i think if it's if it's a job like you'll burn out and there's been like there's been like several times that i've like burnt out or almost burnt out um, and so I think, yeah. again, like thinking about it for me, it's like, okay, this is, this is a, a writing exercise that I'm going to try and do like every day or at least like every other day. Um, and, yeah. and it also helps me understand the audience. Like it's, it's a way for me to like engage in the audience, which I think is like a, a must like for, for marketers. And so if I think about it that way of like, it's, it's an investment like in my skills and, um, and in, uh, in the community, like in meeting other people. Um, and again, like that, like that boosts my skills just from learning, learning from other people. Um, then, then, then it, that can be it, you know, like it doesn't have to be like, I, I have to get this many views or I have to get like right. a customer, like do it, um, do it so that you understand the platform better or you, uh, have another marketing skill. Um, or, yeah. or so you're practicing writing. Um, and then it takes, it takes like the pressure off. Um, and you just don't take it as seriously. And I think another, another thing that I, that I tell people is, uh, like nobody cares, <laughs> like nobody, nobody cares that much, like about my social content, about anyone's social content. <laughs> I'm not yeah. like, bait I love like, like some people's like posts and their content and there's, there's like yeah. podcasts that I listen to religiously, but, um, but at, at the end of the day, like, 
we will survive like with, without, yeah. without it. Yeah. So I think for me, that's like, yeah. it sounds harsh, but it's actually really liberating for me of like, oh, like nobody's, nobody's gonna care. Like if, if I, if I miss one day or if, uh, or if this isn't yeah. like, up to my typical standard. Yeah, absolutely. It's healthy. Like, yeah, if you feel burned out, it's okay to just take a couple breaks from social media and not post anything. Yeah. You know? So I think like with Dan and I, it's like we posted a lot, but like this copy corner thing that we started like almost two a little over a year and a half ago, what whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like it's a way where like we show up Monday, you know, and we do it and we have a piece of content for the week and we can like right. repurpose it and everything, you know. And so it's like also like don't be afraid to ask people to collaborate on projects either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like think of it as like making friends. Um and yeah. and you, you made a good point of like repurposing. Like don't don't feel like since you already said something, you can't say it again, right? Or like you can't like take a clip like of of that thing. Like we have this like mindset of like mm -hmm. we have to be creative all the time, especially as like copywriters, and we have to be like yeah. original, and we have to, you know what I mean? Like we have to do everything from scratch, like to feel yeah. like, like validated or to feel like I don't I don't, I don't even know, but um, but mm -hmm. I think just knowing that you can repurpose content and that you should repurpose content, like it's not cheating, <laughs> like it's. Right. it's <laughs> your content yeah. you can you can just keep distributing it and also not everyone saw it the first time so um, yeah well, that's another tip for exactly me. we could turn this into like five videos in like 18 Shoot. tweets this whole yeah video, 12 know. audiograms three quote cards <laughs> yeah everywhere. absolutely well this was great camille thank you so much for taking the time and you know, people used to the copy corner. We do this in 10 minutes or less. Obviously, this was a long form interview. But hey, we're all about it. We would love to expand the show and have it evolve. And we're going to bring on some more guests. So Camille, we're really happy that you were the first one. Uh, yeah. You know, stop by. Yeah. Thanks for joining yeah. us today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. All right, everybody. Well, yeah. Stay tuned. Again, we probably will have turned this into a couple clips. But again, you guys can watch the replay of this live stream on LinkedIn and on, Tw and on uh, YouTube. Um, but also the Copy Corner podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, we're there. So, all right, everybody, thanks for watching uh, this episode of the Copy Corner, and we'll see you next time. See ya.